0: Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet coming to you today at least 50% pants-free, and I'll leave it to you to figure out who. I I, I know who
1: now. I didn't know that before.
0: <laughs> I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Fighting District Attorney Vincent
1: Cafe. What's going on, man? How are you? I thought I thought we were partners in pants wearing. Apparently not, <laughs> dude. It's like almost
0: midnight. You think I sit around wearing pants at midnight? You're
1: going into a podcast. You want to be unrestricted. I did exactly. it.
0: Got to have the airflow yeah, <laughs> not joining us today though. JLB, he uh, has to study for a test or something. You know, grades are important or something like that.
1: Yeah, like he, like he, like he isn't making enough off the podcast. Yeah, like
0: seriously, we, we need to pay him, send some more loonies that way. Sense was the important part to that, not the loonies. But uh, (laughs) I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tapness Co. podcast network. So once you're done listening to this, and of course clicking the like button and the share button and subscribe button and all of that jazz, head on over to tapnessco.com, check out the other shows on the network there.
1: Or they can actually go back and listen to some of our other shows because if they're listeners in the upper Midwest... Or Upper Great Plains, they're going to be snowed in tomorrow. Yeah. So just go ahead and listen to several of our shows tomorrow. Have a good time. Don't worry about uh, going to work because you're probably not going to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, those
0: people in the North Central area of the United States going to probably be spending a lot of time at home. So.
1: And for those of you farther east in Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, say you're in Minnesota or illinois um you know in a couple days it's fine yeah, it'll come right but
0: just heck, go back to episode one and listen to that and try, and try and
1: smash out the what almost a thousand well more than a thousand hours of podcasting we have yeah yeah <laughs> have fun with that uh in 24 yes put it on several podcasts several different <laughs> listens and just Bledging yourself with our voices.
0: Start it playing in every room in your house, so that no matter where you do, go to do your chores. It's, it's just playing. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to go ahead, ahead and, and get into reporting some crimes this week. Let's do it. Because we fortunately have another week without a pay-per-view to talk about. Well, um, next? Which, yeah. It's kind of kind of crazy to have uh, uh, two weeks in a row with no pay-per-view to really talk about it. It's yeah, blowing yeah. my mind. Um mind Next week, like you said, is going to be different because we will have Royal Rumble to talk about.
1: I'm excited. I I cannot explain how jacked I am for Royal Rumble. In fact, because we are a shorter person, if we wanted to do some predictions tonight, I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, I I really feel like the Rumble Rumble winner is going to be somebody who hasn't held the title before. And... uh, I find that so intriguing and exciting.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of fun stuff. Come. I find myself getting more excited for Royal Rumble each week. Like, until this week, I was kind of, eh, you know, going to happen. I'm still not exactly stoked about McIntyre versus Goldberg. Um,
1: and I'm that- still
0: excited about that yeah i'm not but uh roman reigns versus now kevin owens is a lot more exciting than roman reigns versus adam pierce um and the only
1: then way adam, uh, if he would have gotten a uh
0: hokey win but uh but the royal rumble itself is starting to fill out a bit i think we've got now what is it Eight, 10 12 men announced for the men's royal rumble and 12 women the so 12 and 12 um i think the women's side is going to have more surprises than the men's side the men's side they just have so many men that they can get into that that i would anticipate only like three or four surprises um i just don't know if they've got anyone that can be as big a surprise as last year's surprise was right yeah it's gonna be tough to top edge it's gonna be tough to get close to edge Right. I, I just don't know who could be a surprise that would make even close to that sort of impact right now. Like Christian showing up and actually wrestling wouldn't make that sort of an impact. Um I, I I literally don't know who they could who they could pull in that would be that big of a deal right now, Anyways, Uh the women's side has a lot more room just because getting 30 women out of the the two main rosters without pulling up a bunch from NXT is already tough and then add in, you know, some NXT that's still gonna leave probably five or six rooms for some surprises. Um I would anticipate Trish Stratus makes her yearly appear appearance. Um Lita wouldn't be surprising either, uh, to show up in there for to do her now kinda cringy moonsault. Like back in the day it wasn't it wasn't a bad moonsault, but now it's a little scary looking indeed but um so i'll go ahead and kick off the crimes this week because uh it's not royal rumble related the crime is actually against nxt Ooh. um and it's more a crime of confusion and it really simply comes down to this nxt is A brand that's so deep in quality women's wrestling that it's puzzling to me the crime is they're confusing me because they had to sign three wrestlers off the street straight to tv for the women's dusty classic and i don't get why right because like i mean legitimately they've got on the women's roster for nxt 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 27 women right now the list. And that easily could fill the Dusty Classic as they have it set up right now, which is quarterfinals, semifinals, final, right? So they really only need eight teams. So why did they need to sign three new wrestlers um, and in that, uh, keep in mind, in that counting, it includes these three new wrestlers, just to make sure. Um, but why they had to, to sign three new wrestlers to fill this out, that they couldn't have pulled a couple other uh, into it.
1: Yeah, I, well and, and and you're right. I mean, there's there's so much roster, even if you just pull them out of the, their, their prepared level in the performance center, you know? um instead of signing like you could have just done the, per- the they're ready performance center level people you know or some of the people that you've been moving around that maybe shouldn't have been moved around that could come down for a little while because you don't have to have people on the same brand because they're dating uh me again. Uh, um <laughs> yeah. you know stuff like that so i get what you're saying
0: I like I say it, it's mostly just confusing to me because you know, you have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell already in it. You got Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. You got Marina Shafir. And uh, apparently, Jessamine Duke is injured in some way. Um, I, I don't know exactly why. So she's got a new partner for this. Um, you've got uh, Casey Catanzara and Caden Carter, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. Aaliyah and Jessica Kamea and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez but you know that means right now in the Dusty Classic Rhea Ripley's not in it at all Santana Garrett's not in it Vanessa Bourne's not in it Xia Lee's not in it um Aaliyah's not in it Dakota Kai's not in it oh no she's in it excuse me uh um Io Shirai's not in it but she's champion so she gets kind of out um but There's just a, a whole bunch of names that are just not in it, and I I don't get why, especially since, you know, if if it was all taking place at a pay-per-view, I could see them not wanting to have some names in it because they were going to be in another match, right? Um, like, Rhea Ripley's a perfect example. Oh, don't put her in the tournament because we want her to have a match against so-and-so or whatever. Um Rhea Ripley might not be the best example because uh, all expectations is she's getting called up to the main roster. So maybe that's why she's not in it. Um, but Vanessa Bourne, you know, or Zaili, they're they're doing a big push for Lee Oh, we don't want to put her in the Dusty Classic because we want to have her in a a match by herself. But they're not. They're doing these these quarterfinals and semifinals all leading up to the final at um at a the, the next NXT takeover I'm assuming. Um and they're doing them on NXT and 205 live apparently. So it just make it it's just confusing to me them signing these people straight to TV. Kind of like you say there are a lot of people signed to uh, Devel- developmental contract- contracts that are not on an actual um, on NXT right now. Like um, Skylar Story, Simone Johnson, which is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter. Kavita uh, Devi, who has wrestled before. I, she might be injured now. I don't know. You know, so they've got some in there that they could pull up, but instead of pulling anyone up, they signed some off the street. And I use the phrase off the street at, these wrestlers, at least one of them is actually relatively well known, Priscilla Kelly um, is formerly married to um, Darby Allen and has wrestled a few times on AEW Dark um, and so I'm a little familiar with her and I'm sure she's 100% ready for the task but it just seems a little weird to, for me, for them, instead of pulling someone from their own roster to sign people fresh out of nowhere, you know
1: Credit, especially when you have hands down. I mean, I don't think there's a, a podcaster I've listened to. I don't think there's a um, uh, uh, commentary group. You know, whether it's it's Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report, or CBS Sports, or anybody like that. Sorry, I watch a lot of kids' shows, and so Bleacher Report is Creature Report. It's my joke. Anyway. Um, I uh, I uh, Any of those... That that cover this that I've seen I listen to, hands down, with the exception of maybe the tag division in AEW, the women's roster on NXT is the strongest division in wrestling, um, oh top to bottom, not just individual areas. I, there can be really good arguments made for other segments, but top to bottom, um, strongest division at all of all of professional wrestling, and has been for over a year, um, and and you didn't fill it out you know <laughs> like you didn't use everybody that was there
0: well yeah i mean a perfect example is you you've got two other brands that you can pull from uh, uh right now nikki cross is doing absolutely nothing on raw you could pull her down to nxt even just short term and have her fill that out
1: well um i mean she's looking for a new friend Mm -hmm. she found friendship she liked friendship she wants friendship and she's not finding it again up there on the main roster you could
0: even tell the story of it driving her a little insane again and let her be crazy right? Um, you could have Uh, Mia Yim wrestle under the name Mia Yim because uh, Reckoning is not Mia Yim apparently (laughs) Uh,
1: did you know Ali is not Ali
0: he's not Ali he is Mustafa
1: Yes. In in uh, Retribution, he's Mustafa Ali, and otherwise he's just Ali. But
0: anyways, that's... <laughs> I mean, it might be just a little nitpicky of a, of a thing, but it just was very confusing to me that they had to pull three wrestlers off the street. Like, Priscilla Kelly legitimately had to last-minute cancel uh, an event because she had signed for it and then... Couldn't do it because this got thrown together so fast.
1: Um she threw money at it. At at it to get her out of the other event too. To clear her contract to the other event. So I don't know. I don't I don't know that it's it's the worst thing in the world. I think the problem with some of these classics is you you don't always have to use no names in them
0: um, well one of the wrestlers one of the female wrestlers that they signed, uh who is now wrestling under the name Cora Jade, used to wrestle under her real name, Elena Black. She was announced to face Joey Janela in a Game Changer Wrestling Fight Forever event on this coming Friday. Um, And I had to pull from it within hours of being announced for the match. Oh my gosh because of how fast this
1: all came about like i feel like i feel like it might have been uh and it's only an eight person tournament isn't it uh eight team yeah yeah like i I don't know i I don't think you i don't think you uh you need 16 wrestlers and you can't figure out that dana brooke and mandy rose could go down there together
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you have them as a new tag team together have them go down (laughs) and Participate heck, you could have the current WWE women's tag team champions participate in it since it is arguably uh, to determine the best women's
1: tag team in the company. Sure, sure. You could you could have a tag team that's gonna fall apart. Um Asuka and Charlotte would be a really good one. Mm -hmm. You know? You You could good way to tear tell, them tell apart better than uh than rick getting the schmoz on with uh yeah, yeah. you
0: could you could have uh you could have the iconics reunite for one last time one last run back in their old stomping ground
1: and then realize that they shouldn't have ever been separated yeah well, maybe that's the reason they don't do it because it would be too
0: obvious <laughs>
1: anyway yeah i agree with you i and not that these aren't going to eventually be great talents, it, it may have, it may end up stacking the roster even more. The problem is, especially on the main roster, you you spend so much time burying other women. Um, give them a, a chance to be marquee. You know. Yeah.
0: One, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say my worry was that once the Dusty Classic is over, at least one or two of these newly signed wrestlers find themselves kicking rocks when they're not useful anymore, right? Like, I've seen enough of Priscilla Kelly to know that she's talented, and given a little bit more training, uh, she would adjust to the WWE way really well. Um, And it's probably for the best that she signs with WWE and not AEW because being Darby Allen's ex-wife in AEW would almost be, I don't want to say an anchor around her neck sort of a thing because I don't think
1: it would be that bad. Depends on how unamicable their divorce was.
0: I think their divorce was was fairly amicable, but it's just kind of one of those things where she would always be known as Darby Allen's ex-wife. Right, yeah. If she yes. was in the same company, whereas she goes to a different company with a new name, um, and I'm normally someone who hates name changes, um, and I I'm not entirely on board with this, but I don't absolutely hate it. Her new name is Gigi Dolan, and I I don't hate that name. I think Priscilla Kelly, which is apparently her real name, is a better name, but Gigi Dolan's not, uh, so I'll. I'll give that. In fact, the, all three of them had to change their names, uh, but I understand pretty much all of their name changes. Um, Elena Black changed her name to Cora Jade. They've already got Alistair Black. They don't want another Black name in there. Uh, Lacey Ryan changed her name to Zoe Stark. And they've already got Lacey. Uh, they don't need another Lacey. In fact, they made uh, Lacey, what's her name, Lacey Jade, uh, Lacey Lane was her name, is uh, now known as Caden Carter. So they already forced one Lacey to change her name. It doesn't surprise me they force another lady. So I'm not going to back on them changing these names so much because I understand the logic behind them. And I don't hate Gigi Dolan, so. I think she's definitely gonna have a career with WWE, at least for a while. Um, I think she's talented enough, she's got a good look. The other two are a lot newer to wrestling, a lot greener, and I could see them kind of uh, being used and thrown out by WWE, I hope not, but I could see it happening, you know? Especially just the way these signings came out of nowhere. Apparently, just to fill this roster for this event, once they're no longer useful as filling out a tag team, like Scarlett, why isn't she wrestling? We know she can wrestle, why not put her in there? I don't know. I don't know either. It makes no sense. Anywho's, but that's my crime. We can vent on it or we can roll on. Uh, I mean,
1: I think you're, I think you're spot on there. I think how, how do you, how do you make that mistake? How do you? Um, how do you start a classic without the people brought? yeah I, I guess
0: that is part of it there just you you didn't have to announce the classic until you had the people right uh, like we could have gone another year without a women's dusty classic I'm glad we're getting one but they announced it before they had all the, the people signed for it. May, maybe think a little bit in advance. If you knew the Dusty Classic was coming up, you were going to book it for the guys. You say, hey, let's do a girls, a women's Dusty Classic. Maybe say, hey, before we announce anything, let's get all the members signed. Let's figure this out first. But apparently not. Apparently they're just like, let's announce it and fill it in later. Yeah, that's,
1: there lies the issue. That's good
0: S word. Let's announce
1: it and worry. are We'll worry about the actual semantics of it later. I don't know. I agree with you. I I I think you're spot on there. I don't think you're wrong. I uh would like to say that you are, but but uh but I really can't.
0: Really can't. Well, here's hoping I am wrong with with uh, speculation that at least one of them will get kicked to the curb once the Dusty Classic is over. I just, I feel like that's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but I feel like it is. Yeah, I, I again, I agree, wholeheartedly
1: I agree. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Right. It's It's already thin rosters as a whole. And so you ran, you ran uphill at it at 16 people, and then he had to sign three, which means you're putting some putting people together who probably don't have a lot of experience together. Um, yeah, I get it. Are you there? Yep. Let's go ahead and move
0: on to crime number two. So we don't okay. spend the entire time bitching about women's tag wrestling. That uh, fra- Well, fra- frankly, what's gonna happen? Because um, one of the teams is Pris- Priscilla Kelly, uh, Gigi Dolan, and whatever uh, the other one's name—I think it's Cara Jade—is um, the other one. And I fully expect them to lose in the first round. Don't think there's any real reason to expect them to not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so at that point, it's going to be just a matter of, you know, what do they do after that? Of course. Now they're so moving what do they do?
1: on. Yep. Um, so I've I've forced myself to kind of revisit um, Raw over the last three weeks, and some there are stories being told without it without great back writing, um, or without without a great uh, lead up, I guess. And there's stories being told with a lead up that that now doesn't like there's a twist that doesn't make sense. Um, so we had. About a month and a half ago, Asuka and Charlotte took the titles off of the women's titles off of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't really get a whole lot of payoff to Shayna and Nia, which will hopefully happen uh, in the Rumble. Um, I, I feel like those two, number one, I feel like Shayna can handle a Nia match without getting injured. That's number one. Number two, I feel like they could put on a banger if somebody—if we're not deeply concerned about somebody getting injured. Why aren't we starting that story yet? Um, instead, we transition with the championships to Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans, who we broke up in another tag team. And this isn't the only one I'm going to go on. We transitioned to another storyline, but we're going to have to come back to that. And we put Baszler in this feud with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke... That doesn't make a lot of sense, who should also be in that tag tournament that you just talked about. Um, but they're together as a tag, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and of course, Dana Brooke has a win over Shayna Baszler through roll-up, and Mandy Rose does not, who's been a title contender, and Dana Brooke has never been a title contender. Um, and I'm not saying that's right that, Na- that Mandy got a title shot and, and Dana has not. Um, what I'm saying is, one has had a title shot, and got beat handedly by Shayna Baszler. The other one got the surprise roll-up. Shayna Baszler did the confu- Kira Fuda Clutch. And, you know, what's the weakness of the f- Kira Fuda Clutch? You just roll through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Cause she doesn't know how to let go. Nope, nope. She's only lost the title and title shots because of it multiple times. <laughs> like, it's, that's so stupid. It's just dumb that that continues to be a thing. What do you mean we've done that before? My my issue is, and, and to get out of women's, I'm gonna go to a storyline that was written a while ago, like a long while ago, um, in uh, Elias and Jeff Hardy that went to sleep for a while. The storyline went to sleep for a while, and now is back. Was really little, like very little. Um, number one, good job to AEW for. Dude, I went and watched the camera, watched the video last week. I saw you were going to throw in the towel. Would you think I don't watch this? <laughs> and WWE, how do we not have that? Like, how, 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 how is Elias still claiming that, that Jeff Hardy was driving the car? Yeah, we kind of proved that he wasn't. <laughs> That's already been figured out, right? So, but we're, we're going to hold on to that story. like Like, we're going to pretend that this isn't a show and it's not on film. And, you know, like, the, that's the parts that just don't make sense. And and on top of that, we're going to have a feud about that, sort of, but more about Jackson Riker. And, and this isn't chasing storyline, because I think I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking off the call, that there is storylines written. They're just running away from them. Like, they run away from him, or they, they, they throw a weird, weird twist that doesn't work into it. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, even when it was Rikishi who hit Stone Cold with the car, it still ended up being Triple H. Like, I think that was our first indicator that sometimes they go, uh, we we, we wrote this little storyline, but, but we don't know where it goes. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. Let's do something else. Yeah. Yeah. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. Like, (laughs) there's just so much that doesn't. I was rewatching earlier today. I was rewatching the uh, 20, the 2000 Royal Rumble. So I went 20 years ago and watched. And Rikishi's in the ring with the two cool. And it's only them. Literally the best setup you could ever have in all of professional wrestling. And we know that at the end, we could set it up so that Rikishi can just win. And Rikishi's pushable at this moment. Very pushable at this moment. Um, and it's sh- shortly before I did it for The Rock. Who's to say that you couldn't have Rikishi help The Rock eliminate... Big show at the end, and then Rikishi could just get out, and then you could get Rock's heel turn. I don't know, and Rikishi's heel turn. I I feel like that was the first time that I remember in history where they wrote a storyline and didn't have a a destination. And I feel like it's all the time now. Um, There's no destination for Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka Charlotte. There was no destination there, except for to take the titles off of Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. So you took the titles off of what the fans would want you to push as the as a female champion and off what the company wants to push as a female champion to put them on established champions to have them lose the titles to people, you're never gonna see. The, the company has shown that they won't ever see as a established champions. Maybe Lacey, but I'm I'm 99% sure they don't see Peyton as a as a title carrier for an extended amount of time. I think they did,
0: and then they didn't. I think I think part of the problem is how quickly. a story out of nowhere. How quickly Vince McMahon changes his mind on something And it, you know, we've established over the year and a half of this podcast, and I think just in general history, Vince McMahon changes his mind very fast on someone, and he he is the product maker, right? Um yeah. And in the end, the buck stops with him, and if he changes his mind on someone, they suddenly find themselves out of a push, even if the fans want them. And I think that's what happened with Peyton Royce. I think he decided he wanted to push her one week, and then the next week, changes his mind and and she just but found he,
1: herself... So... the back together. No, he just found... But, you know, she we're not going to the to really be entertaining. I mean, Billy Kay's getting a better push out of this right now. Billy Kay's entertaining as all Get Out on SmackDown. I love it. I hate it and love it. I, I love it because I hate it. Maybe that's what I should say. Um, uh, I, I just... I feel like I'm, like I'm 10 years old, 5th grade. I've just discovered the Build Your Own Story books and I got to a page and it says turn to page 57 or turn to page 33 and I set it down and I grab a different one of those same books and I turn to page 57 in it. <laughs> like, no, you're supposed to do it in the same book. <laughs> like, you know?
0: What well, I think, it, to, to be even more specific to that example, it's uh, turn to page 53 or turn to page 57 and then you turn to both of those pages and you you see which page it tells you to turn to, and you decide then which one you want to choose. Okay, this one has me turn to page six sixty-two, and this one has me turn to page 75. So I'm going to instead turn to page 75. You skip a whole step in the storyline uh, because you're too busy worrying about where it ends um, without actually building a storyline. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of it, I hate to say... To, to put any blame on COVID on this because I do think it's mostly Vince McMahon but I do think COVID's playing into it and I think it's playing into it from a standpoint of this. Vince has built his entire career off of um, reading the fans and I'm not saying he's perfect at it, I'm not saying he's even good at it sometimes but it it's what he based his whole thing on fans reaction, they react one way we keep doing it, they react another way we stop doing it um but he's not getting either of those right now.
1: Yeah, but his his idiot Bestie that used to be a president, um and and again, for those who are supporters and whatnot, the conservative on this call is me, but I'm gonna go to where he's an idiot, in my opinion. Uh Twitter. Um the the on Twitter, I mean, he can still see the reactions. He could go look at what fans are saying. All he has to do is hit hashtag WWE and fans will tell him what they're saying. Like, they don't go on there and go, gosh, I'd really like to see Nia get a push. Um, because Not because they're facetious and wanting somebody else to get a push. They want to see Nia get, get a push if they say that. They also aren't saying that. That's why I use that exact example. So, and again, I don't have a problem with it because some because some fans are marks, and and I was in my favorite era of wrestling when I was a kid was the wor- was is widely regarded as the worst era of WWE. I loved Diesel, I loved Kevin Nash's Diesel, um, and I marked out like a crazy man when Razor and Diesel showed up on WCW. So I'm a mark, I absolutely am, um, but. Um, and and I hated the heels. I oh I hated the heels so much as a kid. Those aren't the Twitter pages you read. You read the ones that'll actually keep it on televisions. And that's the eighteen to thirty-five audience that knows this isn't real. That you know uh, enjoyed rooting for Triple H when he was a heel. You know. <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like there's fan reactions available to it. Uh,
0: yeah, there's definitely fan reactions. I mean, he could just listen to some podcast. Um hear the fan reaction, but I think he's so old school that it's so ingrained in him, you gotta hear the pop you gotta hear the, the heat and not having that there throws him off so much that I, I think that's a, a large part of what's happening they come up with a storyline and when they don't hear uh, pop or, or heat because there's no one there to do it they literally don't know what's going on and, and what's happening and they just go, ah, punt <laughs> we don't know what's going on, so we're just gonna punt it, do something else.
1: I, I also am a hundred percent sure he doesn't watch his own product.
0: No, he 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 doesn't watch it from a standpoint of of on TV. He watches it from a standpoint of he's back in he's in gorilla position and he watches the feed from there more from a production standpoint. I gotta make sure the production's going smoothly. Gotta make sure things are on timing that's it he's not he's not a wrestling fan he's a he's a carny that's what he is um and you could argue that that's part of why tony khan in AEW is uh being successful as successful as he is because he's a wrestling fan who's who's booking it as a wrestling fan and listening to his fans and now that they've got some fans in the audience he can hear their actual reaction but even when they they couldn't have fans in the audience he could tell Darby Allen was still getting a reaction because he followed things like Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and would go, okay, Darby's getting a reaction, so maybe it'd be a good idea to uh, put put the belt on him, put the TNT belt on him. Um, I th- also think he allows other wrestlers who are also wrestling fans some say. Uh, Cody Rhodes gets a lot of crap from from certain fans about, you know, oh, he's just going to come and book himself to win over the new guy but the simple fact is even when he wins he makes the new guy makes the up-and-comer look like a star right darby allen looked like a star in that series of i think it was three total matches with cody even though cody won two of them it built cody as a star because he knew, and the wrestlers knew, that he was getting response. You know? They could, they could see t- uh, uh,
1: t-shirt sales.
0: And they go, oh, he's selling a lot of t-shirts. Well, people must like
1: him. Yeah, well, and, and the other piece of that, I mean, as fans, we've had the opportunity to mark out with AEW left and right. Um... I how did how did you know that Drew McIntyre was over? Cuz he's over. He's over huge. Every podcast I listen to, every article I read, he's over big time. They knew that. That's all been during COVID. I guess not really. The his Royal Rumble win wasn't wasn't a no fan COVID. Um but WrestleMania was and they kept it on him all but a month. So they knew um I don't know how do they know that well they don't care whether or not the Roman storylines working but how do they know that Roman storyline is working right now the same way so what on earth makes you think that why would you why would you latch on to this this Ric Flair storyline with Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce um, and and when, when I again have heard nothing positive about it nothing positive about it other than that we do get to see how talented Peyton and Lacey are in the ring. Everybody hates the story being told. So what What makes that the move? You know, the, there's just certain moves there that you're just like, well, that's not the right move. I don't know. I feel like Royal Rumble 2021 is a good reset point. Um, I, I am marking out for the Rumble itself. I'm not marking out for a lot of the storylines. Uh, I'm marking out huge for the fact that The Fiend isn't in the Rumble and most likely Randy Orton will be. Um, I am marking out through the roof for that because I am so excited for The Fiend's inter- interference in the Rumble without being in the Rumble because um, I don't want him in the actual Rumble. <laughs> so, I,
0: I, if I were a betting man right now, I, say, I think I say that in every pep- episode now. need to come up with a new term. Um, But if I were a betting man, I would bet uh, Randy Orton is not in the actual Rumble, that a match gets made between him and The Fiend outside of the Rumble. At the Rumble? At the Rumble, but not in the Rumble.
1: I don't... We haven't even seen The Fiend back yet.
0: I think they're they're playing on it, but... um, And some of this is me reading the dirt sheets, which are not always accurate, but one of the things on the dirt sheets is Randy Orton announcing himself for the Royal Rumble is entirely a swerve so that when they have the match announced versus someone else is not in the rumble is more of a surprise okay so I I think there's interference that's that's my hope I mean we'll we'll probably find out this week yeah so by yeah. the time some of you listen to this we might already know um but, but. that's that's if I were a betting man that's what I would I would and
1: say it's probably gonna happen. Kevin and Rowan's Roman's gonna be a great match, but it is a it, it is a last man standing, so we know there's gonna be hijinks. Mm-hmm. Um well, I used hijinks today, that's a pretty good one. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so
0: just I had mentioned the other uh, earlier about how they can look at t-shirt sales. I'm on AEW's uh shop AEW, and I'm looking at their top sellers for the month, and Number one is a Brody Lee shirt. Number two is a Brody Lee shirt. Number three is a Brody Lee shirt. Number four is a Brody Lee shirt. Number five, Sting. But number six and seven are Brody Lee. Number nine's
1: a Brody Lee. Number eleven's a Brody Lee. That's that's kind of an unfair situation right now. Yeah. It is. But
0: it is kind of kind of just fun to see I think in in this respect it shows how much respect the fans had for Brody Lee that sure. that afterwards they're willing to buy all because it's because the proceeds from all of these shirts go to Brody Lee's family yep um so this is about setting the family up good uh but just just seeing that there but then if you take away the Brody Lee shirts, Right, Sting is their number one non-Brody Lee bestseller. Right, makes a whole lot of sense. The Elite for Life shirt showing them all doing the Too Sweet is is up there, number two. Uh, that's a big one. They got a bunch of Dark Order ones that are not specifically Brody Lee. They got a John Moxley shirt, Kenny Omega shirt up there, Cody Rhodes and Sting again, Orange Cassidy, which is it's just. It's just the orange shirt with his thumb saying freshly squeezed, and that's one of their top sellers. That tells you that he's over,
1: right? It's it's also one of the very, very, very important things that we've talked about in the past on merchandise. Merchandise does not have to be wrestler's face in pro wrestling and, and stuff like that. We, um, I am Sami Zayn, or I am the Intercontinental Champion, those were great. They allow for so much. One of the top selling shirts still is the Best Friends
0: shirt that is the the van with Trent's mom driving it and Trent and Chucky e. T in the back seat as they're about to get out for their match. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah,
1: you don't always have to do those other types of things, which is fine. Um yeah, it, it, just have fun with it, you know. Freshly squeezed is a great one. But
0: I think I think that is like Tony Khan understands that this is an easy way, week to week, to to spot who's over and who's not, right? If someone has a shirt that's not selling very well, now, it could be that the shirt design is bad, so that's always something to keep in mind, but it also could be that that person's not connecting with the fans very well.
1: Yeah. Uh, right? now, One of our favorite wrestlers of the past is not heavily connecting with the fans. He is connecting, but he's not Rusev right now. Mm-hmm. As Miro, he's not. He's just not, not quite to Rusev yet. He will be. And I'm sure they're telling the story right now. But he's not there yet. <laughs> Brian mm-hmm. Cage. Brian Cage is not excessively over with people right now. I don't know why he's not. He's just not. Are we excited to see him in matches? Sure. But he's not, like, over. Yeah. There, not, There's not a lot of Brian Cage fans, so to say.
0: I, I've got a theory on that. And, and since we've talked quite a bit about the WWE booking and being inconsistent and everything I'll go off on this theory because I think we've got some time that we can still fill in this. I think Taz is holding Brian Cage back You mean in
1: real life, not kayfabe? Uh,
0: well, no I, I, I think more in kayfabe but uh, kind of both I think Brian Cage doesn't need Taz Brian Cage doesn't need the FTW belt I think the combination of those hold him back, hold him down maybe is the better thing. That that FTW belt would do a lot more if it was on Ricky Starks and Brian Cage was just off on his own being the machine Brian Cage. Sure. Because Brian Cage got to this point in his career without having uh, a mouthpiece on the regular basis. Um, he, he's not the best talker. I get it, but and Darby Allen barely says a word, right?
1: Well, and yeah. I mean, damn it. There's there's miles for people. We we've both said this before. Throwing back, there are two characters in the mid nineties or late nineties who were known for not really saying very much, but letting their actions speak louder. And one, one of w- them a- is the top selling non Brody Lee shirt in the AEW marketplace right sure. now. Yeah, there's another one, <laughs> Sting. Yeah, for for a year. He let his actions speak louder, um, but he'd done promos. More. I mean, two guys that you really hadn't ever heard do a promo. Goldberg didn't even do much for promos for sixty matches. He won the U.S. Championship at seventy-three, and that's about when we got "Who's Next." <laughs> and when we heard "Who's Next," we went, "I, I, I didn't, I didn't need to hear that." Yeah, I don't, I don't need to hear that. Bye. Just to have him come out and kick ass. The other one being Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, Kane was fantastic, and they were still okay with the with the voice box thing, the voice uh, module. Um, I didn't like it. I preferred Kane that didn't talk and just came out as the big red machine, ready to kill people. Yeah, now, guy to which Kane never did have a manager, but Goldberg didn't. There's no harm in having a guy who doesn't doesn't talk. We like that Brock Lesnar doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Taz also is not is not Paul Heyman by any means. But
0: like I can see well, Taz, I can see Taz helping Ricky Starks. I do think Taz is helping elevate Ricky Stark's as a character. Sure. I think Taz is helping elevate Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs is kind of an unknown. He was an indie wrestler that's kind of coming up out of nowhere. So I I see that. I just don't think Taz and the connection to Taz is helping Brian Cage. And I think Brian Cage. Would do better in AEW If he was just the machine That just comes out and To steal a phrase from WWE Wrecks everything and then leaves
1: Sure Ever- Absolutely um, Yeah, I- I, there, There's just something to be said For guys like him who don't talk And who don't have to have a mouthpiece I am wonderfully excited That Paul Heyman That Brock Lesnar had Paul Heyman It was a match made in hell that was fantastic Um or a match made in heaven, however you want to see it. Um, but I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't know that Taz. I don't know that Taz brings much to. I think you're right there. Brings much to Brian Cage. But again, that's on. That's on. We started it, and now we have Ricky. Started. You know, uh, we started out. Taz brought in Brian Cage. Just Brian Cage. We had a little bit of a Brian Cage push. He had his title shot. Really hasn't been much for Brian Cage since then. Also, shortly after the title shot, about a month and a half later, we had Ricky Starks. And, uh, and, oh, the other guy, um, Will Hobbs. Yeah, Will Hobbs. Yeah. So now Taz has that split, and and it would be different if it was a faction that was coming in and, again, to steal a WWE term, wrecking everything and leaving. Different story. Instead, they're used as the guys who, they're used a lot like the Hurt Business. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Go out and show the unity of the nightmare family. Well, okay. But who are they united against? Well, for that moment, you, but it's going to, the real push is going to be against somebody else. Okay. I guess. And they can't do it with the, with the dark order right now. I get it. It's just, there's probably, there's probably a few wrenches thrown in some storyline writing there. And I think they're trying to reset and adjust. And that's, it's an excuse, but it's a valid one. Um, There's not an excuse to bring back Ric Flair to help push Lacey Evans.
0: Indeed, there is not.
1: There isn't. Um, There's not an excuse to take the titles off of Nia and Baszler, who are really the wreck everything and leave group. Um, Put them on one of the best women's or what you currently consider the best women's wrestler in WWE and um, the most decorated women's wrestler of the modern era um that, that that just doesn't make sense it doesn't do anything for anybody and you didn't continue some other storyline there should have been a breakdown between Nyla and, and or Naya and Shayna and there really wasn't there was nothing heavy to speak of that yeah, breakdown the, should have lasted weeks
0: yeah the closest they've had is this week on raw uh Shayna declared herself for the Royal Rumble and says I'm going to win it and Nyla was like Naya, yeah, was like, was like, um, but I'm gonna win it because I'm Naya Jax. That's kind of a yeah. lame breakdown. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nyla Rose, though, that's another person that I don't think is benefiting from a mouthpiece. Yeah. I do not think the association with Vicky Guerrero is helping Nyla Rose.
1: No, no. Vicky Guerrero was perfect for Karma, or uh, uh, awesome call. Yeah. Well, and here's
0: the I like looking through the women's roster for AEW, right? I could see Vicky Guerrero coming in and helping some of the women. Uh sure. she would have made a good mouthpiece for uh, one of the Japanese wrestlers like Hikaru Shida who doesn't yeah. doesn't speak English quite fluently
1: yet. And um, and really doesn't have a uh, a uh, identity, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, flipper doo Japanese
0: girl. Okay, yeah. She also, like, oddly enough, she could maybe be a mouthpiece for, like, Chris Statlander when she comes back. From she, a standpoint of, she speaks alien. Yeah, <laughs> she's an alien. She doesn't get what's going on. I'm gonna do this for. You. <laughs> but but Nyla Rose. And- isn't getting anything out of this. In fact, I feel like ever since they paired them up, Nyla has been kind of lost in the shuffle.
1: Sure, sure. And I don't think it gains Nyla anything to turn on Vicky because she's less successful with Vicky there. Mm -hmm. Which is true. She is less successful with Vicky there. But turning on Vicky doesn't do anything for her. About the only way out in that is to Vicky turn on
0: her because you're not winning enough, so... I'm going to find a new person.
1: And then uh, we can get the beast back. Yeah. Sorry, Nyla. I know you listen to the podcast because all of us Tatnist folks listen to each other's podcasts, but I think you're being written into a corner for being one of the best wrestlers in AEW. Yeah. I agree. So anyway, that's that's really my only beef is, is I feel like sometimes... I, I really I feel I don't even feel like I'm I'm doing the whole jump around books. I feel like I'm skipping chapters in war and peace, you know, um, which is the only way to read war and peace, by the way. because um, it's long, that's why. Um, and significant chapters, you know um, I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll all come together. There are some storylines right now that I do not see any way they can come together. I do not see where the Elias-Jeff Hardy feud can go that elevates either of them. I do see how it's already degraded a former world champion to lower mid-card. The only person who's made a gain out of this feud is Jackson Riker. The only person. Elias has seemed chicken shit heel way more chicken shit than he's ever seemed before. Uh, in the past, Elias was... Yeah, I'll take you on, and if I lose, so what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drifter. You know, what yeah. I think
0: would have been the better use of Jackson Riker in this situation. Jeff Hardy's bodyguards? No. <laughs> um, but that would have been a good use too, frankly. I think. Um, I, I think, I think if they played him off as Elias's body double.
1: Uh, wait, wait, have him time out during a match with, at a pinfall. Jackson, get in here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little of that.
0: I think my biggest thing is, um, you've seen the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh Jeff Hardy backstage looking around, trying to find Elias. Oh, I'm so angry. Come over here. Elias, I got you, and spin him around and it's it's Jackson Riker because they've got almost the same body style. They've got very similar faces, very similar, like, overall look. Like, yeah, fooled me too. He's my stunt double. right? Sometimes I let him do the wide shot. I, I think that would be the better use. Or, you know, Elias gets anou- announced for a match and the music hits, the Elias music and everything, and he comes down to the ring and the camera only follows him from behind. As he comes to the ring and then he gets in the ring and the person squares up to fight and then suddenly, like, wait a sec, you're not Elias. Yeah, Elias sent me this time. I'm his son double. double.
1: Sorry. Then he can say that he didn't lose matches, but that's that's actually not a bad idea. The problem is Elias sings to his intro, so that means you'd have to have Jackson Riker lip-sync. Jackson Riker lip-sync. Well, you, you could
0: be- change Elias' intro to him not singing, which I think would also be fine. I think I think the concert gimmick that Elias has could could use uh more of a he comes out to pre-recorded music most of the time and then sometimes he graces you with a concert. Ooh, I don't know.
1: Those are I again, I was just reviewing raw and I could have and I'm sure I can go back and do it with any one of them. But Raw three weeks ago and Raw this week literally were were 50-50 booking versions of each other and it was it's scary the similarities in the matches. Um so yeah that's where I was are we rolling to misdemeanors now?
0: Yeah. We can roll into misdemeanors. Do you have any misdemeanors do you want me to yes. go first?
1: Omos. Okay. Gotta go. do
0: something with Omos. I would agree. Something. I something my my worry is if, if the reason that they're not doing anything in the ring with him is that he's just still
1: not ready
0: for actual
1: ring work. Then um, stop it. <laughs> then but, have him lose and get fired. Have him cost AJ a match and get fired. Agreed. Stop it. <laughs> like, I don't... I, they're, AJ's not getting attacked from behind. Um, the only time we've seen Omas really have an effect on a match. We've had some minor effects. We've had him catch AJ uh, and put him back in the ring. We'll probably even get some of that at the Royal Rumble. Um but we aren't really getting anything other than other than the Miz Morrison cashing in for Miz and Miz not winning because Omos attacked Miz and prevented him from getting to the top of the ladder. Eh okay. That was really the only time that that he's been something. I don't know. Maybe that's my misdemeanor. Just do something with him. Agreed. Something needs to be done. And maybe he's a great wrestler. I don't think he is, or they wouldn't have had him, the giant ninja. But yeah, I,
0: I just suspicion that they just have decided he's not ready and
1: uh yeah, you no. Know, neither was Dio, but he's in the main event wrestling scene sometimes. Not main event. He's on the main roster wrestling team. But yeah, so, okay. Dio Madden, I'm calling you out. Yeah. Dio Madden or Mace. I want to see Dio Madden versus Omos in the Raw Underground. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer to see him in the fight pit. Ooh, kennel from hell match. <laughs>
0: Ugh. <laughs> so, um, my first misdemeanor, I am okay. charging AEW with idea theft. Okay. Because we talked about the Dark Order being faces now a couple weeks ago after Brody Lee passed. And I was like, I, I don't see any way that they could not be faces now. And then this week on uh, Dynamite, they could not have been more faced. They were singing "Happy Birthday" to a child and presenting him with a cake, and then the bad guys came out and attacked them. And then they won with the help of the child. It was it was like as face as they can get. So, um, AEW just admit that you listened to our podcast and that you got your idea from us, and then I'll drop the charge. But for now,
1: <laughs> um, Or and they then my stole it from John Cena or or Hulk Hogan. Or anybody nope. else that's been super faced before?
0: No, because because it's about not just them being faced, but the timing of the turn is my idea. Uh-huh. You took it theft. Um, the other uh, charge I have is against Mister Adam Pierce for the absolute BS kayfabe tweet that he put out, declaring uh, the rules for declaring for the Royal Rumble, um, and it's just like. Why? Like, he put out this tweet. It's actually pretty simple. Those that have been granted the ability to simply declare entry to the Royal Rumble by management are free to do so. Those who have not must qualify. I don't write the rules. I just enforce them. That is the dumbest, dumbest kayfabe tweet I've read in a long time. You know what the actual answer, kayfabe or not, to that is, is because I said so. That's the way you do it. You're the authority figure backstage. You just say, hey, I said he could declare. I decided this person needed to have a match. That's it. Put it off on by management. I don't write the rules. You are the rules. But on that note, unless you have another misdemeanor, we will move on to commendation.
1: Commendations. I I feel like I'm about to steal one from you here. Okay. try to steal it. I am a hundred percent positive that in all of wrestling history, Alexa Bliss does the best character work ever.
0: That is, uh, I'll I'll call it a steal. It's not exactly what I was gonna do, but my commendation was uh, Alexa Bliss's two personalities this week. I
1: I nearly I nearly wanted to make it my positive make it a positive crime. I think because I I sat there and I molded over. So we've got heel macho. Um, but it really wasn't a character change. Um, we've got heel. Brett was really close for me. Um, like a distant second with Brett switching back and forth. Um, but again, it was still Brett Hart. Um, I suppose you could say Bray Wyatt. Um, but it's always been dark, scary guy. Um, And I mean, it's all even with the exception of Husky Harris, which was not a good gimmick and it was a failure on his behalf. um, Everything else he's done has been dark, scary guy. So that's out. Um, Cody as dashing Cody Rhodes or, or all those things, all the different roles he's been. Um, I would give you the best actor to come out of wrestling is the rock and I don't think his character work was that good. He was heel arrogant pompous guy or face arrogant pompous guy when he did things well. That's it. Alexa Bliss has been cheerleader and did well with it. She's been snooty coffee girl and did well with it. She's been manipulative manipulative uh, uh, adult teen, and done well with it. She's been fake besties. She's been real besties. She's been all of these things, and now she's literally playing somebody else's character as well as they do. It was incredible, incredible. Like and I like, about it on to on on FBI. That's how incredible it is.
0: I I agree, and you know, like I was saying, for me the the big thing is her the two personalities in one show. On this one, and how well she switched between them. And because it was more than just like the way she talked or walked or whatever, she physically wrestled different.
1: A lot different, yeah.
0: As the.
1: And she put on black lipstick.
0: Yeah. And yes, we know that the black lipstick part was pre recorded. Um, It just makes sense for that. And here's the I don't have a problem with any of that. Uh, they are in a situation where they can do pre-recording right now they wouldn't normally be able to do that let's take advantage of it now for storytelling I get that, I'm 100% down with it but how much different she wrestled as the the dark character versus the crazy but happy character that she played through the rest was was great, it was phenomenal um, so, yeah, and I was just excited to see her wrestling again 'Cause it has been a long time since she wrestled on TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and she so... was I mean, the, the blocking of Asuka's punches, like that was fantastic like no, you did. <laughs> I mean, the suspension of disbelief only works because she was incarnated by another per by another soul or whatever <laughs> whatever you want to go with there. But it was like, wow, that is really good. Um, and, and also a commendation to Asuka when she's charging to the corner and tiny little Alexa does the upside down thing and Asuka slips and falls. and Oh, oh my gosh. Asuka sold that like a mofo.
0: <laughs> so uh, just looking back here, the last time that she wrestled on TV was end of November. So almost two months. And before that, it was end of September. So in the last five months, she's wrestled twice until this week. So I was excited to see her back. But yeah, she, she wrestled as a different character, which we've said before is, is one of the harder things for a wrestler to pull off and one of the more impressive things. We always wanted to see it out of Finn Balor. I wanted to see the demon wrestle different than Finn Balor
1: and he did a little bit he was more he, vicious he was more
0: vicious but he didn't he didn't change his style
1: yeah it was still the same st- same finn ballard just i'm now meaner <laughs> but this
0: this alexa bliss was pulling out moves that he didn't that she didn't normally do uh she was like you said blocking punches and absolutely ducking like matrix ducking kicks You know, all of this great stuff. It was phenomenal. So I'm 100% down with you on that. Like I said, it's close enough to have stealing one of mine that I'll count it there. But one of my commendations is also for a WWE product. In fact, my other two commendations are WWE product. Surprising people, I'm sure. Uh, But the first one, Casey Catanzaro for that insane twisting 540 centon. I to win well. that match, that I'm still not 100% certain was supposed to be a senton, but that's a totally different point to talk about.
1: Yeah, but. so I I all uh, admit that I'm guilty of numerous times saying uh, I, there's no believability to Casey Catanzaro. Um, in fact, I said it also about the Poison Pixie, and and I was wrong there. Um, if Casey Catanzaro continues to be aerial like that. There's tons of believability to her. There's as much believability to her as there is to um, Rey Mysterio 619, if not more. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, would I like to see Casey Catanzaro put on a little bit more muscle? And I think that would help her with the believability standpoint. Yeah, I think I think if she was a little bit more. If she was built like Kate Carter. Yeah, yeah. And that's the. Deal. I'm. I'm not talking. Yeah, I don't want her to look like China, like a little tiny China. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just just a little bit more muscle on on those. I think would help her out a lot. Because here's the deal. She's she's no smaller than Alexa Bliss really, overall. Uh, and we don't have a problem with Alexa Bliss believability most of the time.
1: Well, and I think I think that's part of the issue with Casey Catanzaro. You don't have other than tiny girl who lost a lot. You didn't really have a character, mm-hmm. but that the reason Alexa, in the long run, the reason Alexa got over, um, was because she played a really great bitch. I it's just oh, well, we're, we're this far. far into the into the call and we haven't done gotten to PG thirteen. So, uh, Alexa Bliss played a fucking bitch. Yep, yep. There, there we go. That was
0: her one. So, um, but <laughs> no, made it so far. Is <laughs> that that? 450 twisting senton. I I didn't even hear if they had a name for it yet. Um, it was an absolutely insane move. I still, like I said before, am not 100% certain it was supposed to be a senton. It almost looks like it was an accidental over rotation, like it was supposed to be a twisting 450 back, back, splash? back flip splash But but it landed as a senton and it still looked crazy. So. uh I'm gonna give her to that. If she can keep replicating that, that's gonna be crazy. Um, so I give her commendations for that. And then my other commendation is on WWE for having an intergender match on TV this week. Go on. That's just crazy to me that because I would not have I wouldn't have put that in their wheelhouse at all this this year, right? I still would have said that. That was not gonna happen on WWE TV anytime soon. And not only did it happen, but it happened on SmackDown. And it happened with some of their with one of their big stars on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, and and um it was an impressive match, actually, in the end. Uh Reginald versus Sasha Banks. Reginald put on a decent um decent athleticism showing. Obviously looked like he belongs on TV. Sasha Banks was still able to lock in the submission and get the win. It didn't it didn't have Reginald getting a lot of actual offense, but it still I I think it was a step in the right direction for believability in a lot of ways. I think it helped set Sasha Banks
1: up better in the end. So, so that's my commendation. I, I, I'm going to counterpoint that a little bit. It's a great commendation, but they did do it. They just had a very believable person do it. They did it with, and that was China. Um, and they've done it other times with Beth in the Royal Rumble. Like, we dog on them a lot. You can't live in that world all the time. It's not a fun world to live in all the time. Um, I, I would argue that participations
0: in Royal Rumbles don't count as intergender matches uh, okay. as a whole. So so I'm discounting those. Uh, yes, they did do some with China, but that was almost 20 years ago.
1: True, and, and again, because of China's pure... Mass, Not chubbiness, but mass, because she wasn't chubby at all. She got that chance. But um, they have done it. They just haven't done it with petite little Sasha Banks-sized people prior to this. I forgot about that match altogether. (laughs) So it was an okay match, but you said it, and I was like, "Uh, what, which one? Because it was a build to a different part of the storyline, so I get it.
0: Last, uh... The last intergender match that I remember in WWE was was Becky Lynch versus
1: James Ellsworth. Yeah. I think they struggle with, with if it doesn't look believable, I'm not going to do it. And this is the first one where it was man of the same sizes or, or slightly larger than woman. That is the first time they've really done that, with the exception of China.
0: Because, like, you know, I mean, back in the day... They did some tag team matches because they do a lot of the tag team intergender matches. Um, Those, I don't think, count because they always do the when the woman tags in, the other woman has to go in, which kind of voids the whole point of tagging, but that's beside the point. Uh, Uh They did have Dean Malenko versus Lita at one point. Um, uh, um, Another tag match. Molly Holly versus Crash Holly.
1: Guy of relatively small stature in both of those. Mm-hmm. Not that Malinka wasn't great, because he was. Oh, my gosh, was he great. See,
0: way too many of them. And that's something that this one can be a knock against this one is. The only problem is when they do do most of the intergender matches, they do them for comedy purpose, right? Like Jacqueline versus Chavo Guerrero. That's a comedy match there. Um, You know, and Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth that's a comedy match there and in a way this was this had the makings of a comedy match but i think that's where this one succeeded it's because they allowed reginald to not look like just an absolute pushover uh, a joke right he looked like he actually might win and so sasha banks being able to beat him still felt like a win yeah but that's my last commendation do you have any more commendations
1: No, and I have no accommodations either.
0: No accommodation. No commendations or accommodations. Uh, not even for Cody Rose.
1: Oh, geez. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You should be here if you want to defend yourself, don't you? know? So,
0: so you mentioned earlier we could fill a little
1: bit of time
0: talking about Royal Rumble coming up because this will be the last WBU before Royal Rumble, so we can make some predictions. Although, it's really hard to make any more, any real predictions for Royal Rumble, because there are only four matches so far set up for it, and two of them are Royal Rumble matches, you know? So it's like, uh, I mean, we can't predict too many of the matches, cause, like, we don't know any of them. Like, so,
1: it, I, I thought just maybe, like, the winner... Um, you know pick do a trifecta your your long shot your but like uh, i
0: think drew mcintyre is gonna win versus goldberg i think this is them trying to set drew mcintyre up as a legitimate champion and uh the only reason to put it on goldberg is to pop the fans for a couple nights and then have him lose it to someone else which i don't think helps Goldberg and it doesn't help Drew McIntyre in any way and I don't think it helps the, the fan pop overall so I think Drew McIntyre there
1: no I, I was referring to the actual Rumble match so mm-hmm. if I had a dark horse in the Rumble match um, I I still believe I my dark horse is the person I want to win and you want to win and I think we both agree that we want John Morrison to win we want that storyline to start going mm-hmm. uh, three months is the right amount of time to sell that storyline um, it's the right the right people to sell that storyline. Ms is gonna have a Ms and Mrs. season to film here pretty quick um you know, and and another season of generic wipeout um so so I think we're I think we're ready for for that storyline, but um that's it's still a dark horse because I know Vince Yeah, you know? Like, I don't actually know Vince. I know Vince's behavior models um but I think there's there's you know realistically I think we're probably getting I hope we're getting uh, Biggie it's my hope yeah
0: well that's that's kind of what I was saying before the call started that that I, Morrison's who I think should win who I think would be the best choice to win overall from a storytelling standpoint um, one way or another I think we both agree that whoever wins is going to be. A first-time winner um
1: that's the only thing you can do right now
0: and and so big e winning is a really good choice for that to set him up as as a challenger down the road um i think you know it all depends right now on how powerful they want to to set bobby lashley up but Bobby Lashley's someone who, if they push right, could be a legitimate contender and they just haven't pushed right. So he's a potential I would put him a kind of a dark horse. Um
1: I, I think that's the time with Lashley, in fact. Big E, I think you I think you can push him uh, SummerSlam, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, B- big E could win his way in through a different stipulation match, you know? Um a elimination chamber match or something like yeah. that. Um uh, I of the people who've announced so far, uh, which keep in mind Morrison hasn't officially announced. So, yeah. but I, I just see Bobby Lashley's of the ones that announced. The one that I think is most likely. Like I don't see them having Daniel Bryan win. I don't see AJ Styles win. I don't really see Otis. I think I think the Otis experiment in WWE is over. Uh, when when they took the the Money in the Bank off of him, I think that was them. Punting saying, Oh, let's go to someone else. We don't believe in Otis as a potential champion. Um, so sure. uh, I think Miz doesn't win because he doesn't need to win, he's got the money in the bank. It makes no sense for them to write him as the winner, right? Yeah, Jay Uso. The only reason for him to win would be to set up a rematch against Roman oh. where Jay tries to win his freedom or whatever. And the thing is, they can tell that story without him winning. Sure. So, uh, Cesaro, WWE's never going to give him the shot. They're just that, not. It's
1: painful to say, though, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it is. They really should, but they're just not going to. Uh, Almost the same thing with Sami Zayn. I don't think they're ever going to give him the shot at the, at the big titles. I think they see him as a mid-card at best. Um
1: person I can see winning it that's won it before that that still still creates a good story is Shinsuke. Shinsuke, potentially, yeah. Um, I, I think they squandered the last one so badly mm-hmm. that I, I kind of don't want to see it again.
0: About the only thing is he's returned to his face music on TV, at least. Um, and I say at least because there's a caveat to that. Apparently, they already recorded their India special, even though I don't think it airs until a week or two from now. I don't even remember. But uh, he came out to his heel music at that special. But that makes a little bit more sense because India and Japan have not exactly the most pleasant history between the two of them. So the Japanese wrestler playing the heel there is kind of like the Russian wrestler playing the heel to America. You know, in America. In, in 1985, yes. Um... Dolph Ziggler, I just don't think they're ever gonna give him a real shot. Again. Again. Yeah. Um, I think he's past that. And Jeff Hardy is the same thing. I just don't think he's I don't think he's top guy material anymore. Um if his brother was still there and he was tag team, yeah, they'd definitely be potentially running that division as tag teams. But as a solo guy, I don't think and I, I think Vince probably agrees with me on this, Jeff isn't the solo guy anymore.
1: I don't I don't know that Jeff has a career in AEW. I don't... I, I seriously think Jeff,
0: right now, uh, all of his wrestling is actually hurting his chances elsewhere. Um, and that's not saying that I think he's a bad wrestler. I just think that his wrestling right now is not showing off the Jeff Hardy... That people would want to see in another promotion, right?
1: We've seen in the past, yeah.
0: And and so watching his wrestling right now it only tells you, you know, maybe I don't want to sign this guy right now. Maybe maybe I missed my shot at signing.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I, um, I'm glad he's clean. That's the most important thing. Um, but when you're not on painkillers anymore, even if they're uh all natural we? shall we say um it's hard to go at that same pace still Mm
0: -hmm. well we talked about it before his (laughs) matt did a lot of work to change his style over the years so that he could continue wrestling at this age and
1: maybe some lessons from alexa
0: (laughs) yeah maybe who knows but um So of the ones that have announced so far, Bobby Lashley is the best option, I think. Um, I've said already today that I don't think Randy Orton's going to actually end up being in the match. Um, Boy,
1: that would be sad. Randy's in all the Royal Rumbles.
0: But in terms of the Women's Royal Rumble, that one's a little tougher because, like I said before, I feel like there's going to be a lot more surprises at that. And at that point, those surprises all have potentials of winning. I don't think they are going to, but you can't 100% knock, you know, the idea. If you were WWE and you thought to yourself, "We can have Trish Stratus win the Women's Royal Rumble," we could.
1: I I could see WWE saying, "Oh, we absolutely could. We should do that." Yep. She's never won a Women's Royal Rumble before, Mm -hmm.
0: and she's our best women's wrestler ever. Let's reward her with a Royal Rumble victory. But the names so far announced Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tim.
1: So here's my dark horses. My dark horse is Ruby Riot. Um she can do it. She can she can absolutely hold the title. Oh yeah. Absolutely she's been, hold the title. Be believable. Win is a championship. She's my Grossly under. My pick, who do I want it to be, is actually different from my dark horse. And my who do I want it to be? I want it to be Shayna Baszler. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who do I think it's going to be? Charlotte is yet to win the Women's Royal Rumble, and I feel like that's where that's headed.
0: Yeah, quite potentially. Um, I agree. If I were booking, Shayna Baszler would be the one. But if I were booking, Shayna Baszler would be the champion right now. Um, And this is nothing against Asuka, but I would have had pretty, pretty fast after Asuka became the champion of a a feud with Shayna, eventually leading up to Shayna winning it. Maybe it's like Survivor Series of last year, sometime last year, um, and then holding on to it till now. But Shayna would be the one I would choose if I were booking this match in today's um i can't rule out alexa bliss winning because they they seem to be hinting at a potential feud with with alexa versus oscar maybe just a transitional feud until they fully put the charlotte flair thing together but if if i were betting on the royal rumble with these names charlotte flair would be the smart bet
1: yeah i i I just feel like like Vince doesn't really understand that she's already big, and she's already, yeah. Well, she hasn't won it yet, so we'll have her win it. Okay, man, come on. Yeah.
0: The the two biggest gimmick matches to build a a new star is Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble. Those are the ways that you can take someone who's, who's kind of hovering at upper mid-tier... And immediately put them up to the main event
1: um, and make a star out of them. So well, and the Rumble gives you a really good opportunity with big dudes to make them dominant without having them win it. Exactly.
0: And so uh, that's the you deal. Know, they can have Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair be fairly dominant in it and then end up losing to, to someone else. Yeah. Um, to, to, I, a, to a gang attack. I think uh, Bianca Belair is a dark horse potential for the Royal Rumble, but they're definitely building a Bianca Belair versus Bailey feud right now. And Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble doesn't help that feud. Doesn't go no. with that feud. So I would anticipate either Bianca or Bailey eliminates the other person uh, to just keep that feud going. The only things I can say are fairly certain is I don't think Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, um, or Tamina are going to be really factors in the overall Royal Rumble.
1: I think that's a safe bet.
0: Yeah, I think they may get an elimination, uh, but then they'll get taken out. And
1: Oh, uh, I mean, we know for sure Tamina's going to eliminate somebody. Yeah. Um, She's powerful. Not saying it's right. Just saying it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in terms of the other matches, I, I, I don't feel like they've set up Anything for a title change anywhere. Um, if they do, it'll be KO beating Roman, um, and then Roman getting it back at Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah, which is fine. That's that's the Drew McIntyre, um, Randy Orton storyline. Um, I uh, I already predicted that that Roman would hold the title the whole year, um, but a break in the middle does not hurt anything. You do not devalue Roman at all by putting the title on KO and you re you fix the KO losing to Goldberg.
0: (laughs) So I'm, I'm on a a website and it's uh, talking rumored entrance for the Royal rumble matches. Um, And like for the men's, they have Sergeant Slaughter, Tatanka Goldberg pulling double duty. Maybe. Um, Marty Scurll, which I can't rule out. And John Cena and you know if there was a time that john cena might not be recording you know filming a movie right now and able to do it this would maybe be it um i just i wouldn't hold my breath on it myself uh then tatanka and sergeant slaughter those are definite in and out yep um and then they're rumored ones for the women's royal rumble tori wilson and melina are the only ones on this website's rumored list and I think both of those sure, are probably I, I think those are both probably likely rumors um, you yeah, know Tory Wilson has been uh, we've heard a lot of reports that Molina has uh, been backstage and stuff so I don't know but I think I think you know I don't see them putting the belt on Goldberg so here if Goldberg does appear in the Royal Rumble it'll be something along the lines of this Drew McIntyre beats Goldberg in a match and then Goldberg returns in the Royal Rumble to win another shot. Um, But he
1: has to take it for Roman. Yeah,
0: goes over to the other side. Um, Do I want that to happen?
1: No. (laughs) No. The one Roman storyline, and God bless JLB for studying tonight because I don't have to hear it for, I don't have to hear it justified for 20 minutes on end. But the one Roman storyline that 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 I can get behind with a guy who's not an active wrestler is The Rock. I can get behind that storyline. I just don't think it's happening during COVID. I know you don't think it's happening at all because of the filming schedules. Yeah.
0: Uh. I don't. I don't think it's happening at all. I think John Cena is a possibility, if only because John Cena is not to the level of stardom that The Rock is. So. Yeah. But. So. Um.
1: Just my mild prediction that um, it's probably not going to (laughs) happen. And I'm fine with it.
0: Let's see what this website says. Daily DDT, 10 superstars that could return at Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble match. Jazz, I I don't think it's super likely because she's currently wrestling in Impact Wrestling, but she might not be signed to a a full deal with Impact, so who knows. Eva Marie, probably likely considering... uh, uh, there's a lot of reports that she's training backstage right now, so...
1: Oh, my lord.
0: Uh, Trish Stratus, I said before, I think is likely. Melina, I said, is fairly likely. Uh, hey, Victoria.
1: Bar- I'm pretty oh. sure Bar- Barbie Blank will be back. Yeah, Kelly Kelly
0: will show up and do her shitty Hurricane Rana thing. and
1: Spin, 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 spin. Uh, okay, it's over. Um...
0: So here, here are some ones that this one has for the men's Royal Rumble. The okay. first one I think might be might legitimately happen. Samoa Joe. He's been on commentary recently because of uh, a, a lingering injury, but I could see him coming off commentary to participate in the match. It's come back.
1: I'd love to see him in commentary and then. Yep.
0: Oh. Exactly. Just, just <clears throat> a. Um, A Michael Cole, take off the
1: headset, go get into the ring. Takes off his headset, takes off his jacket, his tie, his shirt, has different trunks on, and goes down to the ring and fights. I I actually would be okay with him even winning it. Uh, That lands in the same category as John Morrison. Carlito? Especially with the feud that Joe had with Brock, I think, I mean, I was sold on that Joe Brock feud. I could be sold on Samoa Joe versus Samoa Joe. get what I did there? Samoa Joe versus Samoen Joe. What's
0: up? Carlito's on this list. He was nope. apparently advertised for Legends Night and then didn't show for whatever reason. Go on to see it. He could be that he's there. Uh, John Cena is on this list. <laughs> this list is crazy and thinks The Rock might be there. And also crazy and thinks CM Punk is going to come out of retirement to wrestle Royal Rumble. I am going to say that's not going to
1: happen. I don't know. He's got a contract with him. No, he had a contract with Fox. Fox, okay. But it was time to talk. It was time to have a conversation.
0: I don't think it's going to happen for a couple reasons, but the biggest one is... Um, CM Punk has reportedly participated in some indie matches over the last few years Um, usually coming in in a mask and delivering the GTS and and that's being it but one commonality with all of them is they've all been in the Chicago area because he does not like to travel anymore and what is one thing we know about Royal Rumble is that it is not in the Chicago area
1: no nothing in wrestling is in the Chicago area not
0: right now based of, so,
1: That's based out of
0: Chicago So I would say that to me That that's uh, very unlikely
1: Travel to LA to do the shows For Fox, that's all I'm saying uh, Well most of that was pre-COVID
0: Number one, and number two Fox has actually bigger Pockets than WWE does And I, <laughs> I just do not See, I don't see CM Punk coming back to wrestle For anyone, really I think we have literally seen know. the if last of CM Punk in the
1: If you had a sweetheart, four matches, six months deal, and all of it's going to occur either in Chicago or in in uh, at the Performance Center, AJ, we're going to go down to the Performance Center. I got a match. And I also think that if they throw enough money, money at it, they can get AJ. Do I think he wins? No. I, do I think it's a four-match match feud if he does come back yes I think it creates a feud and I think Jeff Hardy that's a good way to send Jeff Hardy out on top or on bottom whatever so that's kind of what I'm thinking his contract being up right he's knocking on the door that because he only had a a year added to it yeah he's probably getting close to it Um... that's a good way to send him out and again I think if, if Hardy continues to wrestle I think I do not think it'll be AEW it might be their partner it might be Impact I just don't think it'll be AEW. I
0: I think I think Jeff Hardy's time in the ring is probably winding down, but he does have a lot of usage in terms of
1: backstage and mentoring capabilities. Um, yeah. So. You could put over wrestlers great on the in the performance center with NXT mm-hmm. at full sale when it reopens. So but, that's a that's a possibility.
0: But anyways, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up this particular show because um, we can't really talk about stuff they haven't announced for Royal Rumble because uh, we don't know what's going on. We're just some fake cop and fake DA talking about a fake sport. So. But yeah. with a,
1: with a lot of fake news about it.
0: Yes, and some real news. Yeah, but absolutely. But, but only fifty percent pants.
1: Why you gotta bring it up again, man? I forgot. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe you don't know that it's a hundred percent. Ooh. No, I still. Have I mean, on. I
0: mean, I mean what? <laughs> I mean, I'm a married Spud. I'm a married Spud. I'm a married Spud. Anyways, um, if you enjoy. Speechless. <laughs> what we do on this show make sure to like share and subscribe if you don't enjoy what we do on this show let us know and we will stop doing that
1: except for pants
0: except for pants that's non-negotiable <laughs> you can uh, follow us on twitter you can follow me at raw and order wbu that's actually the way you can find me on pretty much any social media you can follow Da Fabe. he's not going to tweet anything but you can follow him at D.A. Vincent, Vincent, Um And, you know, you can follow JLB at all of his stuff if you listen to any of our episodes. You already know where that's at. Yeah, it,
1: it's only a 12-minute rant, so...
0: Yeah, so just get to the end of one of them and you'll hear it. Um make sure to support us you can support us by sharing an episode that's the easiest and cheapest way to do it because it's 100 percent free um but if you also want to support us in other ways we do have our patreon at patreon.com slash raw and order just three bucks a month there or shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order uh, for our t-shirts and other merch um, you can find links to all of that as well as everything else in the doobly-doos for this episode and pretty much all the episodes um, or you can find it on my Twitter the Facebook page or wherever you go for there um, but on that note we'll Dude, close the book yes and our only fan I mean not our OnlyFans
1: <laughs> I think but, we can do it on OnlyFans but uh, we'll way. cite
0: you up first
1: <laughs> hey, Babe on OnlyFans not with photos. Just recorded calls. Oh, yeah, big boy. You want to talk wrestling? But
0: On that note, <laughs> so close the book on this. Um, uh, hopefully soon we'll get that call from Turks and Caicos to to sponsor us there. But um, as of right now, yeah, we're not. So, I mean, still, you know, once you get traveling again, definitely take your vacation at Turks and Caicos. Um, but...
1: Or if you really want to enjoy a good vacation, go to Turks and Caicos instead. Yeah. I know it's the right pronunciation, but I feel like we should hold on to what we have. I feel like if we're
0: going to get a sponsorship, we better say it right. (laughs) Um, But on that note, thanks for listening. We will see you all soon.
1: Bye.